Hi, I'm Walter Harvey, the senior pastor at Parklawn Assembly of God. Parklawn is a church that both regular attenders and even unchurched people love to attend. Why? Perhaps it's because we seek real and authentic relationships. We're a multicultural church that's engaged in volunteerism and outreach in our community and world. Let's face it, we live in a real world. Young people are facing challenges in their school, relationships, and career choices. That's why we're focused on practical matters, such as making faith work in family, career, and community issues. If you're tired of church as usual, or you don't go to church at all, then Parklawn Assembly of God could be the perfect place for you. Come check it out this weekend. We have services each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. Parklawn Assembly of God is located at 3725 North Sherman Boulevard, right in the heart of the city of Milwaukee. You can contact us by phone or on the web at either 414-442-7411 or at www.parklawn.org. I hope to meet you soon. Fruit hanging from the poplar trees. Pastoral scene of the gallant south, the bulging eyes, the twisted mouth, scent of magnolia sweet and fresh, then the sudden smell of burning flesh. Here is fruit for the crows to pluck, for the rain to gather, for the wind to suck, for the sun to rot, for the trees to drop. Here is a strange and bitter crop. They've documented that from about 1877 to 1950, which is roughly about 70 years, there were nearly 4,000 documented lynchings. Now, for those that don't know what a lynching is, and I'm being real sarcastic, this is when a bunch of mad, angry, lawless, hateful people decide that someone else does not fit the description of what they want around them. You don't look like us. You don't belong here. We need to make sure others like you know how we feel about you so that they don't make the same mistake you did by showing up here. And they would kill African-Americans and string them up in trees and leave them there. There are people probably in this room right now who actually have witnessed strange fruit. And as I was praying over this, God began dealing with me and said, you know, these angry, hateful, unloving mobs have infiltrated my church. And now the strange fruit that's swinging is from the people who call themselves Christians. Because now, when certain people walk into the church, we want to make sure they know you don't belong here. You're not welcome in these parts. You don't look like us. You don't talk like us. We got to make sure people like you don't show up here. So we make examples out of them. We send them away from the one place that God designed to rebuild lives because of how they Strange fruit, strange fruit. So just like this song that I was talking about, my job today is to, in a few moments, help you recognize strange fruit. I got three different ones I'm going to hit you with. And know that when you see these, they actually do not 
represent the Jesus that I know. Because there are people in this world, friends of mine right now, who refuse to go to church, not because of Jesus, but because of the people who represent him. They don't know Jesus. They ain't never seen Jesus. They never had no face-to-face conversation with Jesus. You know who they did talk to? Me. You. And I've learned that I've had to separate my relationship with people from my relationship with Christ. Because there's some people who've done some stuff to me that said they were saved. And I turned and walked away from Christ because of them. And when I finally came to my senses, Jesus told me that was never me to begin with. So I'm going to walk you through a quick study of who Jesus actually is. So if you see this fruit, I'm going to name the first one for you. And we talked about it a little bit. The fruit of discrimination. This is one of them fruits that Christians carry around. And we just talked about rape that saint. They can't help it. The minute they see you, they done made a snap decision. Oop, you got a hat on. Nope, you can't be here. Your clothes is baggy. You ain't up to no good. What's that got to do with anything? The fruit of discrimination looks at another person's color. I don't care what color you are. Discrimination works every direction. They look at a person's color. They look at a person's background. They look at where you've come from, and they make a decision on how much or how much they are not going to deal with you. They make a decision on how they're going to talk to you. And it's funny how you can see the same person talk so different to one person, and somebody else walk up, and their whole attitude change. I struggle going to black churches. I'm just be honest with you all. I struggle. I'm not the typical pastor. It amazes me that I'm a pastor right now. It's amazing. This is all Jesus. I go to these churches. I don't dress up typically. I don't tell folks I'm a pastor. I introduce myself as Jay, and I get treated a certain way. And then somebody else from this church walks by and says, oh, Pastor Jay, oh, you're a pastor? Oh, you want to change the game now? Now that I got a title, now all of a sudden, oh, but we didn't know. Why you got to know? You got to know I'm a pastor to treat me right? I asked you where the bathroom was. You ignored me. Now that I'm a pastor, you want to bring me that little glass with the lemonade on it and sit me up front. I want to sit up front. I like the chair that don't nobody know I'm a pastor. Got the big, huge throne in the middle of the floor. I'm sorry, that's just Jade. I wasn't Jesus. Okay, my bad. We discriminate. And that fruit of discrimination is driving people away from the church. I'll repeat myself again. We cannot say we want to win the world, and then when the world shows up looking like the world, we don't want nothing to do with them. Well, when you get your stuff together, you come back and see us. When you take that hat off, you come back and see us. When you change how you talk, you come back and see us, and we can talk about Jesus then. Fruit number two, one of my favorites. That's a good old bootleg fruit. Anybody know me? Bootleg is one of my favorite words. Anybody know what a bootleg video is? I got an auntie. My aunt got the bootleg man on speed dial. Like when I tell you the trailer comes on the TV, she picks up the phone. Hello, I know you got this movie. I'll meet you down at 18th and Sheridan in 15 minutes. 
and she showed back up at the house, and, and, and the movie looks, it's in the box, got the image on it, it's all high def on, I'm like, man, okay, it's looking good. We throw that thing in a DVD. <laughs> Y'all know when you get like a real bootleg, when like people is walking in front of the screen while you... You can't even watch the movie because folks is waving and doing stuff. The video is tilted and my man got a cut. Got, he got like his jacket trying to hide it. In the... You fooled me. Because see, the definition of bootleg is simply something that claims to be real. But upon closer inspection, you got some flaws. I can't quite see this movie. The sound is a little off. The folks in this screen... What language is this in? I speak English. <laughs> that bootleg fruit got some Christians walking around here looking real good. You packaged up real nice. You got the little HD uh, title on your chest, Saved by Jesus. But when I put you in my DVD player, something ain't quite right. You ain't matching up to what I saw on the trailer. That ain't how I thought it, this was supposed to look. This bootleg fruit is killing young people. Because one thing teenagers cannot stand. Y'all ready for the one thing they can't stand? You saying one thing and doing something else. You lose all respect right off the bat. You can't tell me don't go do that, and then I see you doing it. I ain't got nothing to talk to you about no more. But Christians, we come to church, and we dance around, and we pray. We lift up the name of Jesus, and we go right outside and do whatever the heck we want to do. Say it however we want to say it. Treat people however we want, and then wonder why our churches are getting empty. Well, people just don't want to come to church. Well, last I checked, there are 600,000 people in Milwaukee. We get about 600 of them on Sunday morning. If we start killing the discrimination and we stop being bootleg, we might start seeing a change in the opposite direction when we make realistic relationships that are based on truth. I struggle. I fight. I go through things. I battle with insecurities. I have anger issues. My life is not perfect just because I know Christ, but he does help me get through my situations because of him. I can smile when I want to cry because of him. I know what real love actually is. This wins You know, it's funny because bootleg Christians will tell and use scripture for why they can't be around worldly people. This is how you recognize bootleg Christian. Well, the Bible says we are to be in the world, but not of it. I heard that all my life for the reason why I couldn't have these friends. You couldn't go there and you can't do that. And some churches, you can't go bowling. You can't go to great America. You can't watch TV. You can't breathe. You can't do any of a number of things. You just can't do it. No, no, no breathing allowed in heaven. Sorry, you will go to hell. No. But what's funny is that in Mark chapter 16, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. 
1 Corinthians 5, 9 through 11. Paul is laughing. I believe in my mind he's laughing at Christians. He says, when I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin. And everybody's like, yeah, that's right. We don't indulge. With, we don't hang out with none of them. No, Paul. No, we kicked them out. And he said, wait a minute. I wasn't talking about unbelievers. He's not talking about the world. He says, I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin or are greedy or cheat people or worship idols. You would have to leave this world (laughs) to get away from them. I meant that you are not to associate with anyone who claims to be a believer yet indulges in sexual sin or is greedy or worship idols or is abusive or is a drunkard or cheats people. He says, don't even eat with them. What if we judge the church like we do the world? Because from this, that's actually what we're supposed to be doing. People don't want to come here because they see hypocrisy everywhere when Paul is saying we as a church should be looking and saying, if you say you're a believer in Christ, there's a certain life you should be living. I don't look at my unsaved friends and go to them with that. I love them where they're at. You kicking it at the club, you getting drunk every other week, that's cool. I'm not doing that, but I love you anyhow. When you need me, you call me. I will be there for you the same way Jesus has been there for me. I don't judge my young folks who come here. We don't judge them. They come here with all type of problems. Jesus, all kinds of problems. You want to come here high? Come here high. I don't care. I'm going to love you right where you at. Sit your high end down over in this corner and don't you move until you come back sober. But I'm not kicking you out. I'll see you next week. We'll try it again. What am I going to put them out for? You came to the church because obviously something inside of us drew you here and you felt comfortable enough to show up so we can love on you. This is how we see real change. The last fruit is the fruit of tradition. Oh, Jesus. Oh, 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 oh. not my tradition. We can't get rid of it. We've always done this. This is how we always do things. We've been doing this for 100 years this way. Now you want to change it? Peter told God no when he had a vision from God. I'm sending some people to you. I want you to be able to eat whatever they bring. And he said, Lord, no. You know that I'm a Jew and I don't eat that. How are you going to tell Jesus no? Because of your traditions? So today, we got rid of every tradition we could think of. Everyone that came to my mind that I wanted to break and show you that there is a better way of doing things if we really want to reach the outsiders. Now, I understand. If you just want to be here and be with the Christians and not do nothing different, that's cool and fine. But we will never win them. We know 53206 is up the street. We're saying we want to reach the incarcerated. We want to change that. We want them to see something different that draws them. We got to do something different. We don't change Jesus. He's forever the same. How I present him might look a little different. So traditions carried by people believing that preserving tradition is more important than saving souls. This is not who Jesus was. Who was Jesus? He challenged religious ways. 
he challenged the Pharisees. He said, it's great that you keep every letter of the law, but you seem to have forgotten love and justice. And I'd rather that you keep those. It was Jesus who looked at the woman at the well and said, I will have a conversation with you. Did you know the tradition stated Jewish men did not have conversations alone with women? Did you know that Jewish tradition was to never have a conversation with a Samaritan? You from Samaria? I have nothing to do with you. The disciples showed up and actually were amazed that Jesus was talking to her. Through one conversation with somebody tradition said you should never talk to, this woman went back and told her whole city about the man who told me everything about my life. Do you know a majority of that city came to know Christ? Because he broke the tradition. In Luke chapter 5, Jesus heals a leper. Now, here's what's funny to me. Jesus can do anything. He healed Cornelius' daughter. He wasn't even in the room. Cornelius showed up and was like, hey, I know that you have the power to heal my daughter from right here. Just with your word. He spoke the word and she was healed from a distance. So why do we see Jesus in Luke chapter 5 touching a leper? The leper asked a simple question. If you wish me to be healed, I know I will be. And Jesus says, be healed. Do you realize in Leviticus, touching a leper, number one, made you ceremonially unclean. This was against the rules. You don't, you don't touch. You don't touch that. You could also be infected. And now you have leprosy and you're banished to the outskirts of the city. But Jesus said, touching you is more important than keeping these stupid rules. The Pharisees said, how dare you heal on a, on a Sabbath day? And he said, if you lost something valuable in a ditch, would you not do everything you could to get it back out on the Sabbath? How much more important are people? So it is good to do good things on the Sabbath. We talk about the woman with the issue of blood. Do we even understand that her issue of blood made her ceremonially unclean? And to be touched by anyone with the issue of blood made you unclean. What I love about Jesus, he never let rules or traditions get in the way of loving people. He would break every rule for you. There's a wonderful song out called Reckless Love right now. Where he will kick down a wall for you. He'll climb mountains for you. There's nothing he won't do for you. There's nothing he won't challenge for you. There's no rule he won't break for you. I'm calling the church to be more like Christ. We get so caught up in what the rules are. There's some folks right now that can't listen to me because I got a hat on while I'm preaching this message. As if this hat makes this untrue. I'm still Pastor Jay. I ain't changed since I put a hat on. But you're struggling with this dichotomy of how can he be up there preaching with a hat on in the sanctuary? 
and you're going to miss this whole message because you're so stuck in tradition that you're missing loving people right where they are with what they have on and the issues that they face and the problems that they're dealing with. If you have on a hat, who cares? I need to know what does your life look like? How's your marriage going? What happened with that job last week? How can I help you feed your kids? How can I help you find the job that God made you for? It's not my job to change you. It's my job to love you. The Bible tells us real simple. One man plants, another man waters, and it's God who provides the increase. I am I here to change you? I ain't got enough energy. I ain't got enough strength all the time. <laughs> but what I can do is love you right where you are. I can laugh with you. I can have a conversation with you without saying praise God every other word. Praise God, I woke up yesterday, praise God. You know, and I turned on my TV, praise God. And I brushed my teeth, praise God. And then I went up in my car. It wouldn't start, praise God. But I kicked it twice and I prayed over it in Jesus' name. And praise God, that thing started up. And then I went to work, praise God. And you know, praise God, uh, 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 my boss, pray. I can't talk to you. I'm not sending you on the evangelism trip. You too saved for me. Can't do it. I need somebody who know how to talk about the Golden State Warriors for five minutes. I need somebody who can laugh with me about something funny we saw on TV last night. I need somebody I can high five when things go well in my life. I need somebody I can cry with when things are not going well at home. I need somebody who can get on their face for me when my life is not going the direction that I want it to go. Praise God. Is this making sense? We've got an opportunity today to just love. Just love. That's it. That's all I ask you to do. Just love. We've got a lot of crazy things going on after this service. I'm coming to a close here. We've got some bounce houses in here. we got Bishop at the pool table. We've got all types of stuff happening. Why are we doing this? Because we just want to hang out with you. What we found out is that authentic relationship does more than I can ever do in 20 minutes of speaking. Having relationship with people to where they can call you when they need you. When they're feeling suicidal and they can send you a text. When they're ready to give up on life and they say, can I just talk to you for a few moments? Authentic relationship does more for winning souls than we will ever do on this pulpit. Because I can talk about it, but you're the one showing the fruit of the Spirit that God says, no more strange fruit. Let's get back to Galatians and have the fruit of the Spirit that I originally told you. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, self-control, meekness. These are the fruits that the church needs to start swinging again. So my first call is for any Christians. If you're in here and you know, Pastor Jay, I've been struggling. I'm struggling with what you're talking about. I know I sometimes discriminate. I know sometimes I'm that bootleg Christian who doesn't always represent what God is saying I should do. And Pastor Jay, I'm fighting this battle of tradition. I'm here to tell you that Jesus' love wants to help you make that change. Let's be like him. Let's be more like him. 
If you're unsaved, if you don't know Christ, I'm here to tell you this is the Jesus that I know. He loved me at the place where I don't even today still understand how could you love me through that? I don't understand. I gave you every reason to walk out on me. And he never did. He never did. He loved me. He never discriminated against me. He was always true to what he said. He broke every rule for me. And if you don't know this Jesus, I want to invite you to meet him today. I want to ask for those of you who want to accept this Christ that I know. I'm asking you to come out of your seats and just come down here and meet me. Just come on, get up. Hey, I want to know who Jesus is. This Jesus that you talked about, this Jesus I saw today, this Jesus that I have the freedom to have fun, to laugh, to... This is the Jesus I know. This is the Jesus I know. And I love him dearly. So right where you are, we're going to get ready to pray. And I want you to take this message to heart. Remember this, wherever you go, fight against discrimination of all kinds, especially the one in your heart. Be true to the things you say. Your actions should show me your faith. Because faith without works is what? Got a lot of dead faith in a lot of churches. And the last thing is don't let tradition stop you from getting to where God wants you to be. What is God turning Park Lawn into? I don't know, but it's something different than it has been. That's all I know. We got a dying world right outside these doors. I love you all. I thank you for the love that you've shown to the young people here. They appreciate it. I appreciate it. I want to invite you to stay for a while. We're opening up the gym. If you say, hey, look, Pastor Jay, I ain't shot a basketball in 15 years. That's okay. Today is a good day to have some conversations. Let's have some fun. Let's hang out. Let's find out each other's name. That was the reason for the game. That was the whole reason for the, for the quest game, just to get you talking to some folks next to you. Laughing at some stuff going on on the other side of the room. Finding out some people's names and their personalities and who carry deodorant in their bag and who don't. <laughs> it's about community. It's about fellowship. So we've got some bounce houses for children. If you've got some children, you're welcome. we got a bounce house for adults. They're like, for real? Yes. Anybody remember American Gladiators back in the day? If you like playing the little joust where you get to knock folks off the pedestal, we got that for you. We got video games set up over here. If you play 2K and you think you're bad, come on. If we got some spade tables set up, we're breaking a lot of rules today. You playing cards in the church? That's the club. That ain't the club. That ain't the bar. Bar got a lot of stuff in it that y'all use. The TV, cups, glasses, chairs. Can we just be regular people today? Can we just be normal? And I'm going to leave you with this one thought. Let's give God a hand. And let's pray out. If you think about all the things Jesus accomplished that you remember the stories of, 
He was never at the church doing any of them. He was in people's homes. He was in the community. He was in the field. He was in the wilderness. He was on the mountain. He was a lot of places. It wasn't often you caught him doing healings at the church. Remember that. Your greatest ministry is what will happen outside of this building. Parkline Assembly of God exists to share the light, life, and love of Jesus Christ. As a part of this mission, join us for special services, workshops, and encounters. Parklawn Assembly of God is located at 3725 North Sherman Boulevard, right in the heart of the city of Milwaukee. You can contact us by phone or on the web at either 414-442-7411 or at www.parklawn.org. I hope to meet you soon.